step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Wellness Coach on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Edie Summers, and today I have a very special guest, Mary Shores. She's an author, and she's a Hay House author, actually, and we're going to be talking about how you can harness the power of your words to change your mind, your choices, and your life. And I'm going to bring Mary on in just a few minutes here and have her... Um, tell us a little bit about her background and who she is. Um, she is an international best-selling author of the book Conscious Communications, your step-by-step guide to harnessing the power of your words to change your mind, your choices, and your life. And she's an author, speaker, entrepreneur, and CEO, and she teaches individuals and businesses to fearlessly create their own realities by using scientific methods and practical personal development. And there's much more I could say about Mary, but I'm just going to bring her into the studio and have Mary. Hi, Mary. Uh, How are you doing today? Hi, Edie. Thank you so much for having me here. And I am just wonderful today. Oh, good. Oh, and there you go. See, there's (laughs) – so there's the – is that part of it, Mary, is is, is how how you – talk about yourself in that way about saying how you feel today is that is that part of conscious communications well so your question kind of reminds me of setting yourself up for a daily practice because you asked the question mm-hmm. oh you should remind yourself you feel like today's a good day but not every day yeah. is a good day so i think mm-hmm. it's super important right. that to set up a daily practice and one way to do that is with gratitude so, like, when you ask somebody what is the best thing that happened for you today, you could set them up to give you a positive response or to focus on mm, something that happened good versus something that happened yeah. bad or, like, what are you passionate about right now? You know, that really sets someone up to give a positive answer where they're going to probably use empowering words and, mm-hmm. um, right. you know, and also just, like, creating daily affirmations, too. Mm, absolutely. And there's so there's so much we're going to get into today really talking about the power of your words and I think this is really critical because I think it's really easy to dismiss words as not having any meaning or power, but they actually are very powerful and they're speaking to your subconscious mind, but then also I love how you say if you are talking to someone else, the way you speak to them in addition to the way that you speak to yourself sets not only yourself up for success, but 
other people that you interact with, which I think is equally as crucial, isn't it? Because we're, we're social beings. We're always interacting with other people. And if we want to have successful relationships, not to mention a meaningful life and a happy life, um, the words that we choose are actually incredibly powerful, aren't they? Yeah, I think you've got a really great point there because, you know, think about it from the perspective of when you make someone feel good. So when you talk to them Mm -hmm. in a way that makes them feel good, makes them feel empowered, you're actually like raising their energy up. And I think that there's a ripple effect to that. So like, you know, the, the ripple effect of their positive empowering energy like pings back to you. And we just feed, Beautifully so said. feed off each other. It's so true, don't we? We really do feed off one another. And so I think it's really crucial um, to learn how to interact better with other people. But also, so let's talk about, so Mary, first of all, I always love to have our listeners have a framework for, um, so of course we're going to be talking today about how to, you know, harness the power of your words and how this can literally change your mind, which when we're talking about mind, we're talking about neuroplasticity. Is that right? Um, but then also how it changes your choices. Um, I know that you, you were talking about how you were at a Tony Robbins, event, Tony Robbins event, and then out of that you noticed that you all of a sudden felt like you had like 10,000 different possibilities about the direction your life could go. I, that's a paraphrase. But then... It's, so we're talking about the power of words, um, but to give people a, a frame of reference, can you tell us a little bit about what brought you to this point to helping people with this? Um, and I also, also know that you're an entrepreneur, um, and I would love to hear just a little bit about your background so that people have a frame of reference. And then congratu- congratulations also on being a Hay House author. And also maybe we can talk a little bit about you have an upcoming event. Is that correct? Coming up in – I, I know you were just at it. a Hay House event. You just yeah, came I back just from came an back event. event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, go, so, Mary, if you could tell us just a little bit more about your background and what brought you to where you are today and helping people really change the way that they talk to themselves and other people and how that changes the course of their lives. Well, the the thing that most people pick out about me that they're they're typically the most captivated or fascinated by is just you know how I've overcome so much adversity and tragic mm-hmm. tragic circumstances to recover and create a successful business, have a speaking career, as well as you know now this book and even moving on to a second book, and so. I don't want to go into the whole history of it, but I've been out on my own since I was 16. And then Mm -hmm. when I was, and in 1993, my daughter Haley passed away after a very profound um, brain injury that left her Mm -hmm. in a vegetative state, like blind, deaf. But at such a young age, it was... So sorry. It was, thank you. It was really like a nightmare living in children's hospitals and the extent of medical care that was necessary for her that I had to be personally hands-on with. Like, for example, I would um, need to suction her lungs every four hours, 24 hours a day, and I had to do that with a thin tube that was threaded through her nostril down to her lungs. And Mm. so you could imagine how intimidating that is with, like, a little baby nostril and... um, 
Mm-hmm. And then my son mm-hmm. was diagnosed with autism, and he's 17 now. So it's like the, you know, the the very lonely life of being a single mom of a autistic child, and you're raising someone that there's really no rule book. But then also mm-hmm. like my up and down. You know, like when when you're an entrepreneur, you know, life is like a roller coaster. So I think that Definitely. that's really what what draws people in is like, well, how does someone go from these tragic circumstances and instead of like becoming a victim and feeling disempowered, but instead really honing in to the empowering part of your story and and right. learning how yes. you just create greater and greater greatness, you know, greatness based on what you've learned and the strengths that you've gained versus what you've lost. Mm. I love how you say that, Mary, and I and I know that we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about your book today, um, Conscious Communications. And when you were talking about kind of latching onto the empowering parts of your story, that struck a chord with me because I was just so I work with people in health and wellness and so sometimes people are very ill and what someone else was just saying was that they just wanted someone to hear their story and believe their story. And I think that's relevant when something really intense or tragic is going on. But the flip side of that is that, you know, we all have a story. And, of course, I think part of it is not being attached to your story as much as you can. However, we're human beings and we're walking through life. And I really love how you say sort of, you know, sort of look at the empowering parts of your story because that's, that's, isn't that what's going to help you change the way that you first look at yourself and then out of that how you talk to yourself, right? And then I know that you have certain tactics that you talk about in your book, like there's self-talk and spoken words and affirmations and goals and, and gratitude that we can get into. But I love how you say that. Is is that one of the first steps, Mary, is, is how you look at your quote-unquote story? So I think that I've got a process in the book. So the the book has ch- coaching exercises in every chapter, and the in the second chapter it, it there is a, a a process to rewrite your story. And so you you've brought up several mm-hmm. points here that yeah. are important. So the first thing is yeah. to understand that when we retell the the tragic parts of our story, we're actually reinforcing the neural networks that created the story in the first place. So we're strengthening that neural network more than we're strengthening the neural network for the empowering piece. So that's just like part number one that I want to mention. But also this as a human, we need to feel validated. And so when people are – when people need to feel validated, it's important to let them out and then express to them, oh, that, you know, that must have been really hard or I can completely understand, you know, how you got where you are today. And then since since you're in a practice where you're actually providing help for them, you know, that's a healthy environment for them to get that story out and for you to provide that mm-hmm. validation. On the other yes. side of it is like when we really get into telling these stories, to create connections with other people. You know, like if I'm at a dinner party, someone says like, mm-hmm. oh, what's your story? And I'm like, well, you know, my daughter died <laughs> and this, and then they are co- feeling connected to me from a place of right. empathy. That's yes. a different, like it's a, it's a different, and it kind of is a little draining even. You know, I hate to say that, but mm-hmm. it's true. It can be. It and can be. it doesn't, yeah. if, when they're reflecting on how they feel about Mary, empowering is not going to be the word that they think of. 
So what I'm suggesting is Mm -hmm. that we loosen the grip on the attachment we have to our stories. And and I do think that there's healthy places to share those stories. But when Mm -hmm. you're at the dinner party, you know, share the empowering part of the story because that will help you build the connections in your mind that will make your empowerment muscle even stronger and stronger and stronger. And that's how you build resilience. Mm, love that. And that, okay, so that is a really, really crucial point. So can you explain to people, so we're talking about literally rewiring your brain, which is known as neuroplasticity. And can you explain to people what is the concept of resilience? Why is that so important? Because we're talking, when we're talking about how you talk to yourself, and if you want to, why is resilience so important, Mary? Because is that connected to changing the course of our life? Because I, I think where people get stuck is what we say to ourselves over and over again, what we think our story is and what we tell ourselves our story is. And then obviously that's not creating what's known as resilience, right? Because then we're just feeling stuck. But resilience is, are you able to describe that? Isn't, isn't that about the ability to move on from our current storyline? Or maybe you can describe it a little bit better. Well, I think the most beautiful part about your story is in the part where you moved on. I'm, I'm kind of picturing mm. in my mind those wow. old Rocky Balboa movies. And remember his <laughs> yeah. original coach, and he would say, it's not about how you can hit. It's about how many times you can get hit and get back up. Mm, you know yeah. the win so so true when, when life knocks you down are you going to stay down or are you going to get back up and i don't have i don't have a hard definition of why resilience is so important but i mean mm-hmm. obviously if you get knocked down and you stay down i mean why stay That's down for the resilient. rest of your life right. if you could move on and and recover and thrive Mm, absolutely. And then it's also even like what looks, what's beyond your current storyline and what does it look and feel like to thrive? And so let's talk about, so conscious communications, I'm reading from your book here, is a simple process that consists of eliminating negative language and using words that work and focusing on you want. So could you talk us through a little bit about a little bit more about what what's involved in that, and I have here you know you your do not say list um you know t- you know not not wanting to so again it's really important about how we frame things right like isn't it it's super super important to we don't want to say what we don't want isn't that right because that's that that's not setting ourselves up for success well, it is amazing how many times you ask somebody what they want they start giving Mm -hmm. you the list of all the things that they don't want. But what that tells (laughs) me is that Mm -hmm. their ability to even answer that question easily shows me how strong their neural networks are in one direction or another. Mm -hmm. So if I ask somebody what they want and they just start telling me, like, every all their problems in life, well, then they're strongly wired to be focused on – because what you focus on, you create. And – you know, becoming aware of the choices that you're making that are that are leading to these situations is super helpful. And the first entry point is really mm-hmm. to figure out what is it you want and find a way that you're focusing on that more and more. So, you know, the focus piece is okay. really important. And then you can use, you know, some of the things you can use to to adjust your focus is like the daily gratitude practice and the affirmation practice. Mm, 
wonderful. And so, Mary, and, and just on that note, so we, we're going to share this a little bit more, but you actually have a companion to your book. Um, so if anyone's looking on the show page, now a lot of people listen from their phones and they're not necessarily seeing a page. So you can um, go to maryshores.com slash companion. And isn't this a companion to your book, Mary? Where do, they ha- do you have some of these exercises in there to help people kind of help yes, walk so them through all, the process? Yeah. All of the coaching exercises in the book are in mm-hmm. the companion guide. And I love creating okay. this beautiful companion books or guidebooks or workbooks, personal development challenges where the exercises are already mapped out for you. So you don't have to mm. try to Wonderful. use up your journal or write in your book. You can just follow right along in the guidebook and the spaces provided for you to do the journaling and create the charts and fill out the things that you need to fill out. Mm, that's fantastic. And so Mary, let's dive in. So we'll mention that again for anyone who's listening um, or you can find um, the companion to her book, Conscious Communications. Uh, Mary, let's talk a little bit about – so I was actually curious about a couple things. Um, first of all, let's talk about um, the barrier. Let's see, how do you call this in your book? Is it barrier – trying to find it in here again. Barrier, Is it barrier belief. beliefs. Go ahead. Yeah, great. So – you know, I discovered, or my way of discovering barrier beliefs is um, yes. in my career. I in my career, I'm a debt collector. I own a collection agency, and it's a very unique collection agency because I actually created mm-hmm. a system that helps people feel good about paying their debt. Because wow. having a debt is Amazing. a psychological burden, and it's a burden that will keep people down. And what I mean by that is mm-hmm. having a debt actually causes such a severe feeling internally of shame and unworthiness, and also like wow. punitive discipline. Okay. So it's very mm-hmm. important. And like, so for example, if someone has a debt, mm-hmm. then they're not likely to apply for the, the same job. They're not likely to apply for a mortgage, and they're not even likely to date the same person because they won't feel good enough. You know, at the end of the wow. day, you don't feel good enough that's going to really hold you back. And so it becomes like a brick wall between you and the life you lead. But that's true in all areas of your life. And I've, I've heard it called for many years limiting beliefs, but I think it's actually mm-hmm. deeper than that. I think it's actually like a mm-hmm. brick wall. It's a complete yeah. barrier between you mm-hmm. and what you want. And it's, and it's, I mean, even like my own story, I wanted to write a book for 10 years and I would go around and my mantra was, I want to write a book, but I'm not a writer. Well, words are what reveal your barrier beliefs because the words you speak are like a mirror to your subconscious programming. And when you hear the words, I want to write a book, it's like you're looking into my soul and you're seeing it written on my soul that I want to write a book like it's my purpose in this lifetime. But the Mm -hmm. words that I'm not a writer are completely out of alignment with that. And the words I'm not a writer are also a mirror to my subconscious. And it's revealing that there is a somewhere, somehow, some way from the past, there is a barrier belief that was created. Like maybe the belief was that I thought I had to have a PhD in English, or maybe the belief was that I had to be well-connected in the publishing industry, It doesn't even matter what it is because the solution to it is to begin to take action in the direction that you want. 
Mm. So can you, so Mary, can you expand on a little bit more? So is that, so is that solution? I hear you saying that that's the solution to a barrier belief, and I love how you say that because that, that really does describe how it feels. Um, I think that's that's much more accurate because it really paints a picture of it feeling like a barrier in your mind and in your body, and of course in your life because it's creating a barrier between what you want, what you desire, and who you are. And how you currently see yourself. Um, sure, so is you know, the answer? You, oh, go ahead. If you want to break through your barriers, to break through your barrier, the the easiest way that I know to do that is to take action in the direction of what you're looking for. And I just want to make a point for the listeners mm, that it's not just about writing a book. You know, how many times do you hear someone say, "I want to start a business, but I don't have enough money," or "I want to start a business, but I don't have the education." I want to lose weight, but I don't have time to go to the gym. You know, so it's like we always say this, like what we want, and then we, mm-hmm. we negate it by saying the excuse of why we can't have it. So the excuse or the, you know, whatever is the but is going to reveal to you what your belief is. And so from that point, it's like, well, what can I do to step in that direction? So for me, like I – since somewhere deep down inside I didn't believe I could do this, the first thing I needed to do is invest in myself. And that's true for all of us. Like it's, You are always going to be happy when you're investing in yourself. And so I started going to like writer's workshops, and I just started by you know answering the writing prompts, started learning some skills, and you know began writing little short stories, and people were really affected by them. And um, people became more and more interested in my story. So, you know, that, that's an example of taking a step in the direction of, of where you want to go or where you want to be. Mm, that's fantastic. I really love how you just say just the antidote is to take action because I think we sometimes get stuck in, well, what else could I say to myself, which I think is really important. Obviously, it's very important to change what you're saying to yourself, but I think along with that, it's the taking action part of it, I think, which is so critical um, because that's going to give you a sense of confidence immediately or, or very near in the future, right, if you start taking action on what it is that you really desire. Um, yeah, because it, so, it, it um, is building yeah. that muscle, you know, that empowerment yeah. muscle, and it's giving you confidence, yeah. and it's creating, it's creating a lot of strength within your system. So that you know, I I love a, a mm. saying that I heard that read I heard Reed Tracy, the CEO of Hay House, say, it's that it yeah. takes ten years to become an overnight sensation, and we all hear yeah. that thing about the True. ten thousand hours. But like the more right. you practice a skill, you know, whatever it is then you're going to get stronger and stronger at that skill. Mm, it's so true. And, and what, um, so, the, so what Reed is referring to, for anyone who's listening, is it takes um, like 10,000 hours to master something. And so, so that, again, implies that action. It's, um, and, it's, it really, and, and action is such a great antidote to anxiety, I think. It's, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect, just taking that, that first step. And it, it does help you build that confidence and, and also helps you to build that resilience. And um, let's take a really, really short break. And then um, we, everyone, who's listening, um, some of us are listening live and some people will be listening to the, the podcast. Um, we're going off the air in about eight minutes, but listen back because Mary and I will continue um, for, a few more, for a few more minutes after 
this podcast goes off the air. And um, make sure to listen back if you are listening live because we're going to talk a little bit more about um, Mary as a Hay House author and maybe how you can get involved with working with her and any more information you'd like to know about Mary Shores and her book, Conscious Communication. So we'll be right back. You're listening to The Wellness Coach on Blog Talk Radio. Coach. I'm your host, Edie Summers, and my very special guest today is Mary Shores. She is the author of the book, Conscious Communications, Harness the Power of Your Words to Change Your Mind, Your Choices, and Your Life. And there's so much that we could talk about today. I definitely encourage you to pick up a copy of the book. And also, if you go to Mary's website, type in this address, http two colon two forward slashes maryshores.com forward slash companion or just maryshores.com forward slash companion to pick up your companion to the book. Mary, isn't that a, a free worksheet that you offer people or is is that free? Is, am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, well, that's a whole 36-page companion guide. So it's much more than just one that's sheet. Wonderful. It's 36 pages and they can download it directly from our website. And if you don't remember the forward slash, just go to maryshores.com. There's a page called Free Gifts, and you can, oh, you can check that okay. out and any other free gifts we might be using right now. Wonderful. And then, so Mary, I have a question I want to ask you um, that's related to the nervous system. But first, can you tell us, so you just got back from a Hay House event, and what else is on the horizon for you with Hay House? Well, yeah, I just got off. I just got back from yesterday. I got back from the Hay House Writers Workshop, which was in Orlando, mm-hmm. Florida, and I was a speaker talking to you know all the potential writers in the audience. It was really an exhilarating experience to oh, hang out with um, Mike Dooley and Nancy mm-hmm. Levin, which are also other be- best-selling Hay House authors. Get to know some of the mm-hmm. staff there and even get to spend a tiny bit of time with Reed Tracy, the CEO. Um, awesome. As far as what's that coming so up awesome. next with Hay House in the short term, I know I'm going to be doing a Facebook Live um, from their page because I want to do like a teach a master class off of their page. Awesome. I don't have it scheduled yet, okay. but it will be coming. If you follow the Hay House page, you know, you'll, mm-hmm. you'll probably get notified about it. And then potentially um, going out to California to teach a lunch and learn right there at their office. Oh, that is so exciting. And congrats again on being a Hay House author. And that is such a huge honor. And I know I've been to their events and they're really amazing and very inspiring. And that's so amazing that you were one of their speakers as well. So yeah, there, there's nothing like a Hay House event. Um, it's, it's definitely talk about taking action. It's a great way to get fired up and, and really isn't part of it also when we come, you know, again, coming back to, you know, talking like kind of our interactions with other people, um, can also set us up for success. Not only what we say to other people, but just being inspired by other people can doesn't doesn't can't that help change your 
mindset as well and, and how you approach life. I mean, I know you had an experience of going to a Tony Robbins event, isn't that right? And wasn't that very helpful for you in terms of getting motivated? This last event that I went to, you know, one one thing I heard over and over again after I spoke was that I gave them hope and inspiration. Yeah. And what I mean yeah. by that is they're they're at a workshop, you know, they're learning about writing a proposal, they're learning about writing and they were at a space in the workshop where it was they were feeling overwhelmed. And then I came in, you know, with like, hey, you know, I did this. You you can do it too. And here's how I did it. This is what I can share. You know, that worked. And people just over and over telling me like, yeah, so I think that when you go from this place of feeling overwhelmed and then you can shift mm-hmm. your mindset into feeling more hope and inspiration, then you're much more mm-hmm. likely to take action versus when you're just sort of stuck. If you're stuck in the overwhelm, then you're more likely to procrastinate. Oh, what a what a brilliant point. And and so that kind of leads to my question about the nervous system because I know you address that in your book as well. So what a great point, Mary, that when you're stuck in overwhelm, that keeps you procrastinating. I mean, that is a really brilliant point um, in addition to some of the other points that you've made today. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about the nervous system, the nervous system because I know that it stores trauma. Or sto- it stores our past traumas and which you talk about in your book, and it can tend to be reactive. Again, this is from your book. But can you, can you share with us um, how does one move out of that state? Is, again, is it related to how you speak to yourself, or how does one move out of that place where we kind of feel like we're, our nervous systems are kind of stuck in fight or flight? Well, we're living, we're living in a time where we, our nervous systems are being overstimulated all the time. So we have notifications going off from our computers all day, from our phones. I mean, even just driving through traffic can trigger your nervous system. And and what it's doing is it's creating stress chemicals. So it's creating adrenaline and cortisol and some other things that sort of get you all juiced up and ready to fight. And the problem is that we don't have a way of calming down from that. So then when we get around like our family or our relationships, we're we're more likely to snap because we've been because we've been overwhelmed say 5 hours ago. But that energy has right. to come out some somehow some way. And so the more that you can do, and I think that what we suggest in the book is to create like a Zen 10, which is like a a method of self-care. Mm. Say like what mm. are the activities yeah. you can do that will that will calm your nervous system and stimulate your your parasympathetic, which is the opposite mm-hmm. of fight or flight. It's the rest and digest. Yes. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love how you say Zen 10. And, um, yeah, definitely for me, um, yoga really helps. And I, I think it's really true. I think that in this modern world, we tend to be stuck in overdrive and overwhelm and I think that, um, and I, I love how you said again, though, that if your if your nervous system is feeling overwhelmed, it leads leads to procrastination. And um, so, again, that's another really great point, Mary. In addition to kind of like how we kind of how we tell ourselves, you know, how, what we say about our stories and how we talk to ourselves. Um, Mary, we have just a few minutes left here. Are there any major takeaways that you want to make sure that our listeners get from you today um, as they're continuing on their journey here? I would like the listeners to really know that every choice they make is creating their life all around them. And so it's your choices 
that are, you know, that's the the third part of that change your mind, your choices, and your life. Excuse me, the second part. Mm, so when you get yeah. mindful of your choices, like e- sometimes even just awareness to choices is the key to your freedom. And in, I've got a huge mm, section in the book wow. that it sort of tells you how to make choices because a lot of times we're put in a situation where we have to choose between two things and we may not know what is the best choice. And so mm-hmm. I, I teach right. the book how to make connected choices, meaning like how to make choices that connect you to the future you want versus choices that disconnect you from the future that you ultimately want. So let's, so Mary, that's a really great point. So let's, can we, is it okay to go just a little bit deeper into that? Because I think that's another really important point here. Because again, it's always in the, the know, how to, how, knowing how to do something and how to implement it. So can you say that again for us and then maybe break it down a little bit so people understand how to implement, implement that wisdom on a, on a really kind of um, very practical level? Sure. What I'm talking about is that every choice you make, every choice you make in the thin slice moments of life, every word you speak, mm-hmm. every action you yeah. take, everything you say or do is always connecting you or disconnecting you from the life of your dreams. And so chapter mm-hmm. five in my book is called Cleanse or Clog. And it's really about how we have infinite possibilities available to us in life. And I think that we all agree with that. But the problem is that we don't understand how it's our own actions and choices that are maybe creating a lot of chaos for us versus creating the things that we actually want. Because possibilities doesn't mean necessarily good outcomes. It just means anything is possible. And so when Mm -hmm. you follow the advice in the book, you can quite naturally just learn a simple way, I call it cleanse or clog, of asking yourself, you know, will this choice cleanse me or clog me? Meaning ultimately that every choice Mm -hmm. is either creating a deeper connection to living the, the life you want or driving a disconnection and getting you further away from living the life you want. Mm. And it's so it's so true. And I my wish for people. I mean, I'm I'm very grateful to you for reminding of, us of this because it's really really important, right? Because we're talking about quality of life here and and happiness and fulfilling your purpose. And um, I mean, I know I, even in your book here, you know, you have these um, these two these concepts that I think you got these from is this from Tony Robbins, where it's always know your outcome. And what you focus on grows, and I can, kind of what you just said. And we were talking earlier about what you focus on grows, and that's going to, of course, help build that neuroplasticity that we were talking about. But I love this also the concept of always know your outcome. Isn't that t- kind of tied to what you were just saying? Because it's when you kind of talk, and I love how you say, Mary, about like talking about like looking at your life and those those thoughts that you're thinking and those words that you're saying to yourself kind of breaking it down into those thin slices of how you talk to yourself and where you want to see yourself going. Um, I love this idea of when you know your outcome, um, that's, it kind of, it takes those possibilities, all those infinite possibilities, right? And you're, you're visualizing, I mean, is it, is it visualizing where you're going? Is that part of it? Is that what knowing your outcome means or is it i mean i can i mean it's 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 just fa- it's fascinating to me how the process works of knowing where you're going and also really being very clear and mindful you use the word mindful about really where you are and how you can 
work with those that energy and those thoughts and that that energy of where you are in the moment to know where you're going to go in the future is it you know where you're going to go because you're being positive and mindful is that what it means to know what your outcome is so there it's there's lots of different things um the reference that you're talking about in the book the example that i give for know your outcome it's it's really like this process i created called end result thinking so when you think in terms of the end okay. result you can reverse engineer because you you ask yourself you know what is it that you want and then you you can ask yourself what are six things that need to be true in order to create this this thing that i want this goal cuz we talk a lot okay. about goal setting and how you can use goal setting to get what you want but there's so many things it's not just one thing it's not just visualization it's not you know you you've mentioned a lot of things and so it's not just any one of those things it's all of those right. things okay. or or just getting really strong at one of those things so when okay. Okay. When I one of my early ones was I when I was developing my process for collections and I was documenting the entire process, I just looked at the phone and I want it's just a small step, but I said mm-hmm. I want the next person who calls to be happier at the end of the call than they were at the beginning of the call. Okay. And very specific. Just right there. Yeah. yeah, so I and then my mind you know, it was automatically stimulating the problem-solving sectors of my mind to feed okay. me what it right. is that I needed to do in order to make that person happier. And it worked. Wow. Amazing. That is amazing. And it's just, it's so empowering, I think, to me to, I mean, I think these are really, these are really powerful tools and skill sets that you're teaching people. Um, and again, I love the part about putting it into action and um, sort of, you know, really knowing where you're going. And then, you know, so again, what you tell yourself is going to help you get where you want to be, right? Because you're you're setting, it's like you're able to, how did you phrase that again, Mary, that, that section of your book? What did you call that again? Which section? Um, when you're talking about, um, you know, knowing your outcome, you said you have a term that you use for that. Oh, well, we're we're going to talk about knowing your outcome somewhat in the very first chapter. The first chapter is a lot about focus, and in the last okay. chapter, when we're we're that's when we're going to like take what you've learned about focus, use it to right. create a goal, and then use it to create a one-page action plan. So I call that end result mm-hmm. thinking. End result thinking, right? Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. So again, so many tools, and there's so much more we could go into, but we're running out of time here. So again, Mary, we have just a few moments left, and um, we just want to remind people that they can go to Mary's website, maryshores.com, and click on free gifts, and you can get the companion, which is about 36 pages. It's a companion to the book, Conscious Communications. Um, and Mary, thank you so much for all these really great topics and takeaways. Um, Is there anything else that you would like to say before the end of our interview here today? Yeah, I'd like to invite the listeners that they can connect with me via my website, maryshores.com, as well as I run a Facebook group that's an exclusive Facebook group to people that are either following me or doing any of my personal development challenges, including reading the book and going through the guidebook. And that is Fearless Ambition on Facebook. So that's a super fun group, and we put up like daily prompts 
in that group. And um, also, of course, jump on Amazon and order a copy of Conscious Communications. It definitely hit um, number one bestseller in self-esteem. It was number two in communications and number three in happiness. And it actually hit those numbers on Friday the 13th, which was super fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's all. Congratulations. Oh, my goodness. So that was not too long ago. You mean Friday the 13th of October, just a yes. Few... Wow. Congratulations. So, um, yeah, Mary, that's amazing. And um, it's so great to have you here. And thank you so much for all of your wonderful insight. And congratulations on all of your success. And um, it's just it's really great to have you here. So we really appreciate it. Thank you. It was wonderful to be here. Thank you so much, Mary. And everyone, thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to The Wellness Coach on Blog Talk Radio. And my very special guest again today is Mary Shores. She's a Hay House author of the book Conscious Communications, your step-by-step guide to harnessing the power of your words to change your mind, your choices, and your life. And again, go to maryshores.com. And you can find out more information about Mary. Click on free gifts to get the companion guide to her book, Conscious Communications. And everyone, thank you so much for listening. We hope you have an empowered, inspired, uh, beautiful rest of your day and week and life. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Take care. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.